Through the lens of loving local and seeing global, we obsessively search for people whose stories need to be told and how OKC played a supporting role. Hosted by Katherine Buxton and Emmy Cobes, welcome to Action City. Welcome to Action City. I'm Emmy Cobes here with my co-host Katherine Buxton. Hi, guys. Um, this is our first episode. We are so incredibly grateful for you guys listening, um, probably all friends and family. But if you're a random person who doesn't know us, thank you. Thank you. We especially thank you. Our friends and family have to listen. Yes. Um, but before we get to our amazing conversation with Andrea Ridley, it's she's incredible. Love her so much. Um, we just wanted to talk about our intro. This is our pit and peaks for the week. Um, so yeah. So what did, what were your pit and peaks, Catherine? Well, I, I know as, as everybody is dealing with it right now, the ice storm has brought so much joy into my life. I'm on day eight with no power. So I'm starting, I, why am I starting with my pit? I really feel like I should have started with my peak, but we're day eight with no power at my house. And at first it was really exciting because there was no laundry, there were no dishes, no cooking. I loved it. I felt like I was on vacation. I went out to dinner every night. But I think by about day seven, I, th- I think I got pushed over the edge. So now I'm really dreaming of what I can cook next and waiting patiently for the electricity to come back on. So that would be my pit, as I'm assuming it's probably most people's pit right now. 100%. 100%. And then... The peak, I'm trying to think what the peak was. Well, I've had dinner with my dad every night for seven nights in a row. That could be a pit or a peak, but it has it has been kind of nice. He calls me at five o'clock every day and says, what are we having for dinner? And so we all jump in the car and rush and go have dinner somewhere. So it's been nice to sort of have that be a regular thing. My mom's out of town, of course. She missed the entire ice storm. So we're here manning the manning the shop. But yeah. You know, it'll be okay. We're used to it in Oklahoma, don't you think? Totally. Well, and that's like kind of my peak as well. So we didn't have power for seven days. Thankfully, it's back on. I'm so Um, jealous. I know. I'm sorry. (laughs) So jealous. So sorry. Uh, But yeah, we spent a week with my parents at their home. And I mean, being in my, you know, bedroom I grew up in with like my husband and then like my, you know, son is sleeping in my sister's room. My daughter is sleeping in my brother's room. It was kind of weird, but also fun. Um, witnessing my parents' habits as an adult was kind of incredible too, because I mean, I know my parents are super active and like they're very young souls and not, they're actually not that old, but just, you know, just like, but yeah, they never stop. Like they, you know, they're like up in the morning, they go work out, they do this. Like, I mean, they like really don't take much downtime. It was incredible. And like also them helping with my kids. I mean, we were like going, going, going. So it was so it was nice to be home and sit down for a second. I mean, yeah, it's kind of the quiet. Like I think it was I mean it was just there was, you know, four adults and two small children and actually three dogs and a bird. So a bird? Who oh, has a bird? Oh my gosh, Pete, my parents' bird. Wait, what kind of bird and I don't I've never heard of Pete. Okay, long story short, so this my mom like found this bird in their garage. She like opened the garage when? door. This was okay, I was in college. My sister I think was a senior. So this was like what 10 years ago? You're kidding. No. And so this little yellow parakeet, his name is Pete. He is a heavy drinker. Like if you Like actual alcohol. Yes, like if you have a glass of wine, he will fly onto the rim and start yeah. 
Wait, he just roams the house? No, no, no. He has a cage, but okay. my dad lets him roam. This yeah. is the craziest thing I've oh, ever yeah. heard. But the sad thing is, is Pete now has like bird cancer. I know. Oh. So I don't know how much longer Pete has. But the thing is, is like when they got him, he wasn't like a newborn bird. Like we have no clue how old Pete is. I mean, I'm assuming he's like close to 20. Like, was it as if Pete was somebody else's bird and yes, he got loose and ended up in your parents' garage yes. or was he a wild bird? No, no, no. He's like a yellow parakeet, like the type you buy at PetSmart. Oh my gosh. I know. It's insane. So he is like my dad's favorite child is like what we've decided. Like seriously. What? Is he prepared for Pete to uh, It's It's no kind of a so Yeah. It's, I mean, it, honestly, every morning, like we wake up downstairs, my mom would be like, oh, Pete's alive. <laughs> we're like, good. Oh Please don't have Pete die while we're here. No. This is going to be a lot to explain. No, seriously. That would have been, that would have been traumatic for all of us. But yeah. So it is sad Pete has cancer. But he has lived these past 10 years, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. So whenever people come over, if they're drinking, I mean, it grosses me out to, like, know in, knowing that there's a bird drinking out of my father's, like, wine glass. But that is, like, what happens. (laughs) So. Does he like your dad's wine glass the best? Or will he just land on anybody's wine glass? Oh, for sure. My dad, like my dad and him have like a whole language and like my dad taught him to dance. Like he'll be like, Pete, dance. And he'll like nod his little head. It's in, yeah. And then he'll go Pete upside down and he'll like flip his finger around and Pete will be like hanging upside down. It's like. I, I this, I can't. Yeah, yeah. I got to meet Pete. Oh, you do. I know. Well, you should come over before. Before <laughs> Pete goes down. Sorry. Yes. I'll I get, shouldn't laugh. We're not laughing about no. Pete. We're sorry, Roberta. Yes. We won't. <laughs> well, no, I think my mom is okay with. Pete passing, maybe. Oh, it's really Greg. That's really sad. Oh, very sad. Okay, I don't know. She's not okay with it. She's just not as attached to Pete. I don't think anybody in our family is as attached to Pete as <laughs> my dad. dad. So I don't know how we got on the subject of Pete, but I, that's really fat. It's yeah, been, I mean, he was he would have come up at some point. I yeah. mean, he's really fun. I mean, yeah, but um, so yeah, I think that was like my peak, and then my pit. So this is kind of random, but my pit is. Okay, there are these two people who drive around our neighborhood, and they let their dog, like, out their back window of their car, and they drive around for hours and just let their dog bark at everything. Like What? Yes. So I was on my walk today in my headphones, and all of a sudden this dog barked, and it made me jump, and then I realized it was these people with this dog, and... I'm sure they're lovely people, but I'm not kidding, Catherine. They drive around for at least two hours every day and let their dog hang out their window and just bark at everybody. How can they live with that? I don't know. And the only reason I know this is because when we lived at our old house, they would stop and slow down and let their dog bark at our dogs. And like once I had Huffman, I would get so mad because it would wake Huffman up from his naps because our dogs would just start freaking out because this other dog would bark at them every day. We moved and they found us. Wait a minute. These people drove by the old house and now they're driving by the new house? Yes. Which they aren't close to each other. No. I mean, I mean, sa- it's like, not, same neighborhood, different sides, but like but still. Like you, that's not a route you would take. No. no. That's why I'm saying they These drive. People are crazy. They need a license plate number. I do. Should I say what type of car they drive? I mean, it is like literally, and I mean, we're new to this. Let's not take yeah, anyone down know, the first know, episode, but may, maybe let's give us a few episodes. But they're, and we'll I'm sure it. they're lovely people. They're older, like probably in their 70s, but maybe they, they can't hear. I don't know. They've done this. I'm not kidding. It's been five years. Like, I've noticed this for five years, and today 
they've the dog literally scared like I jumped out of my skin because they were driving right next to me. You know what I mean? It was we, crazy. We got to research this. Yeah, we'll report back. I will. I'll try to figure I mean, if anybody knows who they are. I mean, I cannot be the only person who's noticed them. No. There there has to unless they're specifically after you, which would be weird. I mean, there I've so many times over the last five years, I'm like, I'm gonna flag them down and I'm gonna talk to them. And like I always either chicken out or they like they're or they drive on. <laughs> so Yeah. That's <laughs> oh my, my pit. I know, it's so wild. But I'm it's gonna be on the lookout. Tell me their kind of car later so I can be okay, on the lookout yeah. for it. I mean I cannot be the only one though. I just know that there has to be other people who live near me who are like, Oh my god, those people with the dog. It's like a black lavish dog and it hangs out their back window and it barks at everybody and everything and I'm just like over it god I can't well I know it's so random but I just it happened to me this morning and I was like oh like not again like those people so so random but well I know we'll, we'll hope that they amidst of sense. all the crazy things going on in I the can't. world I just like this is really like it gets me to my core um <sighs> But anyway, so well, yeah. we've, we've, um, I feel better that we've hashed that out. Right? I feel good talking about it out loud because I feel like now I maybe know. I'm not the only crazy person who is literally driven crazy by these people. Oh, but. gosh. And by the next time we talk to you guys, we hope that we, I have power back. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That'll, that'll, be, the, that'll be my peak for next week. It's just getting my power back. Yes. Well, and next week, hopefully, like, the world will know what's going on and all that good stuff, too. Yes. <laughs> Let's hope that but. happens, too. All right. Well, we will get to our conversation with Andrea. We're so excited. She's one of our friends. We've known her for, I mean, I've known her for about five years and um, she's wonderful. And she's so gracious to be our first guest because we have no clue what we're doing. Very brave. Very brave. Um, And we appreciate her so much and appreciate everybody who's listening. So. So we hope you like our first episode. Hi, this is Catherine, one of the hosts of Action City. I have two loves, fashion and food. So far, I've only figured out how to make one of them a career. Owning Greta Sloan, Oklahoma City's premier fashion destination, has been the highlight of my 20-plus years in the industry. It's a place where people and creativity come together. My team and I do the hard work of curating designers from all over the world and then narrowing down the best of their creations to make the shopping experience one of discovery and fun. We want our clients to eye their treasures from Greta Sloan as the favorite pieces in their closets and the ones that bring them the most joy to wear. We'll see you at the shop in Nickel Seals Plaza off 63rd and Western, or check us out on Instagram at Greta Sloan, G-R-E-T-T-A-S-L-O-A-N-E. Welcome to Action City. I'm one of your hosts, Catherine Buxton, and I have my other co-host, Emmy Cobes. <laughs> and we are interviewing Andrea Ridley. She's one of our favorites. When we were making our list of people we wanted to have on our podcast, she was at the very top. So I've known Andrea for a long time. I don't even, over 10 years. And I feel like she's sort of been a staple in our city. And she's a transplant, but now I think a real true Oklahoman and definitely somebody I consider that's moving the ball forward in Oklahoma City. So we're going to talk to her and ask her a lot of fun questions. And so let's get started. Yeah. Well, let's start with a story. So one of my favorite memories of the three of us, and now I haven't known Andrea for as long, but probably what, five years? I mean, a good chunk of time. But we were at Greta 
and I don't know how we started talking about our favorite numbers. Do you know what I'm talking yes. about? Okay. 11, 11. <laughs> yes. Isn't it? No, that's you. No, I'm 22. I'm a, yeah, so okay. I'm 11. You're 33. Catherine's 22, oh, okay. and you're 33. And then you started explaining to me the power of numbers. And I know, like, like my husband does not believe in this stuff, but I'm a Pisces, and I love stuff like this. So, but... um. I just remember we were so connected in that because, and I'm going to butcher it if I try to like tell you like what I remember from that conversation, but I do remember it was so cool. And then I remember when I had my son and I was in labor for 33 hours, everybody else was like, oh, that's terrible. That's so long. But you were like, Emmy, 33. And I'm like, yes, Andrea, you're right. 33. Like it was validation. Yes. Um, But no, it's just fun to always meet with people who have a different perspective on stuff like that. Because now when I see 11s, it like I like make it makes me think of you a little bit, too, because I'm like, there's something important about this or things like that. So signs they'll carry us for sure. I love that. Make a stop and pay attention. Yeah. Just take them moment to look around absolutely yeah but um so you're from the pacific northwest i am i'm a portland oregonian native um lived there all my life until it was time to venture off to college and was recruited by oklahoma state to come play soccer so i left in 97 and have been back a few times for various reasons but officially moved back in 2010 Okay, so Oklahoma State, did you know anything about Oklahoma prior to that? Like, you can say no. No. It was on the list. I mean, yeah. I knew Oklahoma was very flat. Um, Had no idea what I was getting myself into, but was up for the challenge for sure. Um, went on my recruiting trip, fell in love. Honestly, I, I was enamored by... The town shutting down for their sports and how kind everyone was. And it was really um, between University of Oregon, University of San Diego, and good old Oklahoma State. So, um, yeah, went on my recruiting trip, saw a really cute baseball player, and that was (laughs) it. it. That that will do it. (laughs) Oklahoma boys are very cute. That's true. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. So... You're at OSU. What's your experience like there? Oh, man. There's so many good memories. Um, I loved it. I mean, I wouldn't have changed my decision for the world. Um, You know, connected with a bunch of soccer girls from all over the country. Um, Culture shock? Culture (laughs) shock. For sure. I didn't, I, again, I didn't really know what I was getting into, but I was definitely along for the ride. Um, you know, there was this whole like athlete world too, where everybody lived in the same dorm. So that was fun. Um, just kind of intermingled with a bunch of the athletes and whatnot. So that was really, that was really the life like freshman and sophomore year for sure. Um, met one of my dearest friends from Sweden, who was my roommate, who, um, went to visit her a couple of times and took me over there. Um, yeah. Do you think that's of, why you fell in love with traveling? Do you think that was the, one of the first? I, yes, absolutely. That was one of the very first like trips away. Um, and I just draw so much inspiration constantly from travel and just creativity and going other places and wanting to bring it back home and for sure. Yeah. Well, and you, I mean, looking at your businesses, you've, you've done that. I mean, you've brought these concepts here that 
didn't exist and we appreciate that so much for sure so between soccer at osu to like you know starting bar three like what is happening during that time in your life because like i realized like that's a gap that i don't know a lot about yeah yeah and so i was like i mean you know we did some light googling it's hard to like yeah really figure it out but i was like so obviously you had your children Yes. Things like that. But what else? For sure. I mean, that time I've always had a lot on my plate, always. There's never been a dull moment. Um, But that period of time was a really challenging, like, just trying to figure out the next step in life Um, place. I, my ex-husband, you know, played professional basketball. Um, We had two kids. My son was turning one. Um, on the road, moving from Oregon to Oklahoma. And P.S., both of my kids have lived in a Marriott residence in within, <laughs> within the first month of their lives. So that was interesting. Keep common thread. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Perfect. That would be, yeah. t- like, as a mom, that would be tough to, so like, tough. nesting. That's, like, yeah. so a part of that. that yeah. would... And we, I mean, came came from a life of, like, nothing was for certain for a long period of time. Like, you just had to go with it. So... Um, that summer basically like knew that it was really between Oklahoma City and Milwaukee, Wisconsin to move back to, um, committed, just saw a need for bar three in Oklahoma, um, and really just dove right in. So had already had like the plumber was already working when we were on the road, headed back, um, moved back in August of 2010, celebrated Elijah's one year birthday. And then we opened November 1st of 2010. So just a couple months wow. later, we opened Bar 3. So it'll, it's crazy that it'll, it's been 10 years. Yeah. Just like, I, in a couple months. I, yeah. I mean, I remember when you opened it. And I remember that it felt like a community of people that were sort of surrounding a common goal in fitness and in, you know, sort of self-discovery. And I don't think we had that in Oklahoma City before. I mean, I can't – I was trying to think last night of other – studios or other places that sort of elicited that feeling of community. And yeah. I couldn't think of one before then. I mean, I, I think back to the early years. I mean, my one of my best friends, Jennifer, still lived here and we came all the time and we did some like 30 day recipe challenge and we went for 30 <laughs> days and I still have this stack of recipes yeah. in my file cabinet that I go back to every, you know, every now and then. But I love that sense of community. Yeah. Did you know that was going to happen? I mean, how did you... I did happen. because I fell in love with it immediately. Um, the first class I took was from the founder, Sadie Lincoln, who just captured my heart from the very first class. Um, I love Bar 3 because it is truly like the best mix of like individual workout in a group setting, super powerful yet soulful and like just gentle um, and so there were all these crazy dynamics, this first class, plus I could bring my then three-year-old to childcare and have her in childcare. I had that hour to myself. I could get her and then just go on with our day. So there, for so many reasons, I loved it. And I could because I always used to say I'm going to take my five favorite things from Portland and bring it to Oklahoma. You know, <laughs> I've done a couple. Um, <laughs> I mean, and you still have time. You can there's yeah, there's yeah, still yeah. Time. time. Now, yeah. now I'm on, on, on oh. to England now. Um, <laughs> oh, gotcha. <laughs> We're bringing those <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that was really the beauty. We lived in um, Sacramento for a very short amount of time. And I just, I was really craving Barthes 
three. There's no bar three in, um, or there wasn't at the time that we lived there. And so it just, again, like nudged me to say, you need this in your life. Um, and I knew, I knew immediately as soon as we made the decision to move back to Oklahoma city, I knew that I wanted to bring bar three with me. Um, cause I knew what it did for me during that time. Um, and I know how it could help others. And so that was kind of the lily pad into the wellness world of like, let's create change and, you know, and coming into what was at the time a not so healthy state. I mean, in Oregon, it is a way of life. People are out walking around, taking classes multiple times a day, you know, at the beach, the mountains, just always on the go. And here, I mean, there was a little bit of an educational curve to really like create mm-hmm. that change, you know? So, yeah, that's so interesting. I never thought about it like that. I think that's yeah. really why maybe I latched onto it because I had lived in San Francisco for several years and we had that in San Francisco. I mean, that's what we did with our weekends. We went outside, we went to classes, we went to mm-hmm. breakfast after class, and you, you know, you had all your friends from working out. And I think that's one of the reasons why I was so happy when you opened it. It started to feel more like the cities I was used to. Yeah. And so, I, I I I just remember that's kind of where we first met each other and that I was so thrilled and appreciative. Do you mm-hmm. think you could have had the same response in Milwaukee or do you think Oklahoma City was sort of unique, as you're saying, and that it really was was yearning for something like this? Yeah, I mean, Bar 3 could fit anywhere, to be honest. I mean, it really could go into any market and really create change immediately just because of the brand that it is and the community that it brings and and all of that. I do think it would have worked in Milwaukee. But the thing that's unique about Oklahoma City is, and I will always say this, there are the most loyal people in Oklahoma City. This is a city that is resilient no matter what. I mean, with the bombing, with, you know, everything that's happened in this city historically, like the resiliency is amazing. And so, you know, even from in the midst of a pandemic right now, like Bar 3 will rebound. You know, it's sweet Lindsay Parks. I've got to give her a shout out. Love that girl. First person to contact me wanting to say that she wanted to be a part of this when I was an owner and as I was getting ready to open the doors. And so I am so, so grateful that this business is in truly in her hands during this time. And she is the leader leading people through this pandemic. Um, But it's going to come back tenfold for her, truly. And um, yeah, I that's that's what makes Oklahoma City so unique. And, you know, just. Yeah, with bar three. I agree. Because like after living in Dallas, like I didn't feel that at all. It was like there's always a new restaurant or a new workout place or, and everybody just goes to the new thing. It's yeah. like there's yeah, there's no I didn't feel the sense of loyalty there that I know is like in part of like the city's like heartbeat. It's like, yeah, that loyalty that wanting to support one another for sure. So during bar three, you open new Donder. Right. Oh my gosh, you so, guys, it's such a blur. Okay, so <laughs> like 2010, I opened um, Bar Three in in Class and Curve, and then I was like ready to go to Tulsa like two days later, oh, pretty great. much. But I waited, um, and really, kind of as much as I wanted to go to Tulsa, um, ended up opening Edmond, the Edmond location in 2012. Um, and then opened the Midtown location in 2013. And then 2014 was a crazy year. 
So 2014 is when we I did partner actually in Tulsa and we opened the Tulsa Bar 3, Brenda Oaks and I. Um, and then Udonder was created, um, obviously with like, you know, prep and whatnot, but we opened our doors um, in November of 2014. Oh my gosh. So 2014 was a crazy, crazy time. Things were kind of unraveling personally. Business was like increasing, but I just kind of had to go back to the drawing board and figure out like which direction I was going in at that point. Right, because you were probably commuting to Tulsa. Yeah. Well, Well, yeah, and like once a month. Oh, okay. Just to teach classes and connect with the community and stuff there. But definitely recognized a need to scale back and like peel back um, with that partnership and and just kind of go back to the drawing board with the other three that I had at the time. Um, So there was, again, so much on my plate during that time. Yeah. but I, I, 2014 was definitely as as challenging of a year as it was. It really forced me to go inward, and really figure out and like chart the path for the future and what was going on during that time. What was the inspiration for Udonder? I mean, I I feel like one of the reasons why I'm so in awe of you is that you're sort of spiritual connection to the world and to the earth and to our community, and I think that you have. A, a perspective on that that I don't that maybe seems normal in other parts of the country, but maybe not quite as uh, common in Oklahoma City. But so, did you have this sort of spiritual connection to the world before you started Udonder, or did it sort of rise out of that? What was the? It's a really good question. I think I've I've always had a spiritual connection, um, and I think that that kind of just stems from like even my mom. She's a super intuitive person. My daughter even has that gift for sure. Um, so I think that there have, has always been a spiritual connection, but um, it was let's see when was it? It was just after my daughter was born that I really started to get into like my little cards and like my ritual of tea every morning and like pulling from different decks of cards. And um, so that's really kind of when it started. But as far as like business and how, you know, how those two were aligned and kind of, you know, going with Udonder and the inspiration behind Udonder um, was really travel, 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 just being inspired by beauty, being inspired by, you know, businesses that are able to make it in other countries, um, you know, and, and just being a consumer, really, I mean, just being on that side of it. And, and I'm such a feely person. So I think that that has so much to do with it, too, is just like, how do I feel when I go into Greta Sloan, how does that make me feel? How does it, how do I feel when I take a bar three class? There's always a huge aha every time I take a class. And it was when I, when I owned, I felt that way, like, okay, this is what I have to do. But even now, you know, not owning bar three and just taking class, there's always something that comes with that. And so it's just kind of building on, on that, if that makes sense. So with Udonder, back to just the infancy stages of Udonder, um, and through just a lot of travel with my, you know, business partner, Katie O'Brien, good work, good rich. <laughs> um, she and I would do a ton of traveling together and we'd go to our like common denominator was always traveling to different spas and just getting like that wellness, like just fix. 
And so, um, yeah, I think I was originally approached to open a bar three in the Carnegie Center downtown or the the old Carnegie Library building. And I was like, well, I just opened Midtown, but let me think on it and let's see what, you know, could potentially go in there. And so ironically, you know, I was visiting a spa, I think, that day. And it was like, oh, my God, Oklahoma City needs a spa. And that's kind of how my mm. life works, too, <laughs> even though I may not like be it might not be on the forefront of my brain. It's always like subconsciously something. And so Katie and I were actually at a 6 a.m. bar three class one morning and we were push pulling you know, doing our push-ups on the bar. And up I was an like, inch, hey. Up an inch, up an inch. Yeah, up an <laughs> inch, down an inch. And so I was like, hey, I have an idea. Would you be interested in opening a spa with me? And she, like, comes from the wellness mm. beauty world. Like, that is her thing. Um, and she was like, well, yeah. And so we talked about it in the parking lot, you know, and fast forward about six, nine months, we were putting together all the spreadsheets and – the wheels were in motion. And it's crazy because at that time, we both owned separate businesses. So we were like, how are we actually going to make this work? But the all the pieces just started to fall into place. And so that was really kind of the inspiration behind it is just travel, um, you know, and experiencing other spas and figuring out what that felt like for what we could do here. So if somebody has not been to Udonder, like what, because I mean, we understand it because we like love it so much and go there regularly, but like exp- explain the the vibe because it's very, it's very cool. It's totally different than, yeah, like you said, any other spot I've been to. Yeah. So Udonder is Danish for exhale. So that was kind of how we came up with the name and we wanted it to be different. And we realized that it might be a little tricky because there's a lot of people that call it Udander. And so there is, again, this educational curve of like, okay, it's Udander. You know, this is what it means. And, you know, the whole Danish influence behind it. But um, Udander is a Scandinavian steam and sauna spa. So it's a very simplistic um, in its design, but there is a steam and a sauna and then we offer facials and massages. So it is very simple. We are not um, – a lot of our services that we do are holistic. Um, we have a lot of green lines that we carry. And so it's it's not a med spa, if you will, at all. We don't offer services like that. We just go back to the basics. Um, and we have one massage. We customize that massage to everybody who walks through our door. We don't have various, you know – types of massages or facials really it's just 30 60 or 90 minute so it's a very very simple and sleek and you know from the spa menu to the design um but you can kind of customize and you know customize your experience to however you really want it yeah I love, based on I what love you need that that perspective i want when I go someplace, I want that person to have done the work for me. I don't want a menu of 25 different spas. I could, I mean, massages I can get. Huh. I want you to figure it out. I show up and you make it happen. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel about Greta. I want, I do all the curating. I narrow it down. I pick out the best pieces. Mm-hmm. I don't want to sort through all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it has that similar feel. And I, as a consumer, I love that. Well, and skin too. It's like, I don't want to tell you what my skin needs. Like I want I know you nothing. to look at yeah. my skin and yeah. say, actually, like, 
try this or let's tweak this or actually you aren't like super dry you're oily here or like you know yeah. like I want I want to be told how to take care of it yeah I know my last facial there I fell asleep like I'm talking snoring I hate it when I fall so asleep good. then you wake up and it's like it never happened yeah I want to be awake for the entire thing so I don't miss a second <laughs> oh see I would like it's the best nap you'll ever take Really? Yes. We're really, really picky about our therapists, too. I mean, we truly are blessed with an amazing staff of therapists, both on on the massage side, but also on the facial side. Well, I wasn't ex- like I've had facials and this was my first facial to Donner. And I just I think with two small kids, like I it just was like it was a, basically a face massage. Like it was so good. And I like woke up and I felt so good. And I looked good. But I was like, this is <laughs> I was like, I could come get a facial like. I don't know. Yeah. Did it did it take Oklahoma City a while to jump on board with this type of spa or was it immediately accepted and I know you've opened a second location since. Yes. I can walk there from my house, cool. which is really amazing. Yeah. Um I think it was immediately accepted to a certain point. I think again there was this whole educational curve of like what is this? What kind of spa is this? But we just really recognized that there was a need for a more modern setting in a place to really retreat to. Um, and so we do offer member or memberships for our spa currently, you know, they're all on hold because of the pandemic um, and have opened up our steam and sauna in more of a private use capacity only for this time so that people aren't back there with strangers. And, you know, we just realize that there's an elevated risk during this time, even with two people in such a small space. So, we're just trying to be as mindful as we can with that. Um, but yeah, um, I think the timing of our second location, which we opened mid-December last year, was perfect timing. Um, that location has really seen um, a rebound, you know, after reopening, you know, after COVID. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's been good. Okay, tell me about Abanaya. Abanaya. Why you got to say it again for me? Okay, Abanaya. Abanaya. There's always a meaning for these words. I know. Um, <laughs> so Abanaya means leading an audience towards, and I will tell you the story about how this name came up. So um, I was actually teaching a bar three class, leaving. I was in my car and. Um, I was going through my divorce and bar three was actually owned by my ex-husband and I, um, when we first moved back. And so I recognized that I probably needed to create a a new LLC, um, during that time because I wasn't sure how things were going to be divided and the whole thing. So fast forward, um, I'm looking at Sanskrit words. I don't, I don't know why something told me to look Where at Sanskrit words. Where do you look at words. Sanskrit words? I mean, Google. The I mean, World Wide Web. Google. Okay. Google. Hello. <laughs> so I'm looking and I come across this name and it's Abanaya. And I'm like, I have no idea what that means. I love how it looks, but that's it. So I send it to my attorney and I'm like, is this LLC available? And she immediately responds back and says, I don't know how you pronounce this. But yes, it's available. I was like, I want it. You're and like, I so, love names you don't know how to pronounce. Yeah, it's perfect. exactly. <laughs> There's a theme here. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, I like did a little bit more research on it. And it actually means leading an audience towards in Sanskrit. And so at the time, I thought that was for bar three. Well, fast forward, what, four years? 
that name just kind of stuck with me. I had the LLC in my back pocket, but it was really for this retreat company that was birthed um, really when I went to Bali for the first time. And I just, I knew that I would be leading a group in time. Um, My first trip to Bali was in 2017 and I sat down and I was like, absolutely, I will be bringing a group back to this place. It's too special. Um, So yeah, that's kind of where Abhinaya started or originated from. Well, I remember, I think we talked after your first trip to Bali when you were planning the first trip for (laughs) clients. And I just remember the spark in your eye and the passion that you had for what you were about ready to jump into. And it got me so excited. I mean, I I knew that you were going to make it happen. And it's been so much fun to watch the different trips that you've planned and the people that you've that you've taken with you and the people that you've surrounded yourself with from photographers to wellness specialists to, you know, I've, I've loved it. And mm. one day I'm going to come on a trip. Well, we're going to do one I together. I know. I we're going to get one. real big in the podcast world. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to take ourselves on a trip. What, where, tell us where you've been, where you've taken people with Amaniya. So I've been to Bali twice with two separate groups. I have been to Colorado to this amazing um, little just intimate, amazing spot. It's called Dutton Hot Springs. Um, I think we were the very first retreat group ever to do a retreat there. So that was such a just so special to me. Um, I have led a, a corporate actually retreat in Big Sur, California, two night little glamping stay. Um, I've been outside of Tulum, Tacoba, which is another little like ma- magical spot. Um, and Did I'm le- you- I'm leading another retreat actually later this week in New Mexico. It's just a quick two night stay to this awesome little historic inn called Los Poblanos that is so magical. And Amalfi. I was going to say, yes. wait, say, what Amalfi. about Italy? Oh, yes. That's what Italy I was waiting was for. Was like, wait, yes. Yes, yes, I was yes, like, yes. wait, Italy? Italy? Yeah. Italy? yeah. <laughs> so last um, November, we went to Amalfi Coast to this amazing hotel that was transformed basically from an old monastery that's on the side of this, this cliff. And it was just incredible. The views, the food, again, the people, um, just the culture in general. So... Have most of your guests been from Oklahoma City or have they been from all over the country? Kind of all over the country. Majority, I'd say, from Oklahoma City, um, just because that's really the group of people. This is all still so new. I started in 2018, so it's still in the infancy stages, I would say. Um, You know, I have a few more underneath my belt, but it's just building on those and really um, collecting the resources in order to curate for specific destinations. So it's a general template that I use, but it's, it's different for every single location that we go to. That makes sense. You kind of tailor make it. Yeah. That's so cool. Traveling is one of those things where I feel like I've just been traveling for friends, weddings or bachelorette trips. Like I've yet to like hit that point in my life where I get to go on the trips. Like I am ready to go on, you know what I mean? And so like something like this, I'm like, yes. In my 30s, this is what I want to do. Yeah. You know, other than traveling with my family, it's like something like that would be just like heaven. Yeah. 
So when you when you go places and when you're when you're traveling and it's time to leave, do you take the first flight out or do you take the last flight out? Oh, that's a really good question. It depends how anxious I am to get back to my kids. <laughs> mm, yeah. That's yeah. very sweet of you. Are you first flight? Or no, like- I am the last flight and I and my husband is the first flight. And so that makes for a difficult homecoming. Yeah. I'm I like to stay like to a, the last minute. I'm usually like a midday girl, you know, not first flight out, but like want to take my time getting up and, you know, depends all. On the what way there, get back. I'm the first flight. Oh out. yeah. I mean, I am. If there is a five a.m.er, I'm on the five a.m.er. Yeah. I, I like to get there. I want to have the whole day. I don't want to miss a thing. Yeah. I never take a nap on a vacation. I'm go go go. I have to get it all in. Yeah. yeah. Even if I'm like on a beach vacation, I don't take a nap. I still want to go and you know. Well, so you mentioned England earlier. So I, you have there is a theme here. You're inspired by places, obviously from all over the world and from all your travels. And I, I know we've also talked at length about England and about your love for the countryside and the cities. And so what's next? What are you going to bring from England to Oklahoma City? What are we going to see? Oh, gosh. I don't know. I actually have a like a property in the countryside on my phone right now that's for sale. <laughs> So you're going to take yourself to England, (laughs) retreat destination, if I could create my own. That's the dream. That's really, truly the dream. I think creating a wellness concept or retreat center somewhere else that takes me, you know, either to England or it could be somewhere else that I don't that I don't quite know. But I truly feel a wholeness when I'm in England. Um, Again, it's the people, it's the culture, it's the you know, you can just create your day and it will never look the same at any point. But um, in the beauty, you know, and the English accent is just oh, real gosh. sexy. Everything sounds everything. good in an English accent. The right-hand drive. I mean, everything about it. The wallpaper, everything. <laughs> the wallpaper. <laughs> the wallpaper. The um, old lady chic. Old lady chic is yeah. like my favorite look. and That's perfect for England. I, know. Mm-hmm. I love it. So yeah, I actually do. I have a property on my just sitting on my in my photos right now, just trying to manifest waiting, that one, waiting to be purchased. So. <laughs> What's the address? Is there? A, I know, right? Is there a thirty three? <laughs> yeah, there is there be. a thirty three? Oh, there might be. <laughs> how do you? How do, I know you take your kids with you a lot of places. How do you keep them grounded and loving home and loving the place that they grew up, but still wanting to explore the world? What's the secret to that? That's a good question. I, um, my kids have been traveling since they were really little. So they're used to planes. They are used to hotel rooms. I mean, the whole Marriott residence. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Back to that. <laughs> yeah. So they're used to it. Um, you know, I think that they like to travel too. I just, I just desire for them to see the world truly and to experience places like Bali and experience those cultures and those people that, you know, live a very, very simple life. Um, and I think they do. I think they they appreciate those types of things um, and those experiences. I mean, my son, who is now 11, he was there when he was eight. Um, he wants to go back. Like he he was like, Mom, that was so cool. I mean, he did get to ride elephants and do that whole thing, too, which I'm sure is at the top of his list. But I think that he he truly got to see a completely different world. And it's different. You know, I mean, it it's 
when you experience cultures like that that are so polar opposite from the day to day that we live, it that's what's life changing. Um, and so the more that I can give them on that front, you know, we just want to give all of our kids experiences and, you know, but those ones that pull the heartstrings a little bit more, definitely more memorable in my eyes, at least. hundred percent. Yeah. I agree with that for sure. Well, so Oklahoma city 10 years ago, you know, totally different place. So what do you predict for the next 10 years being here? Like what does OKC look like to you? All that good stuff. I mean, Oklahoma City has changed so much in the last 10 years that I can only imagine what it's going to be in 10 years. I mean, it is quickly becoming a very desirable place to be and to raise kids and have a family. And um, I think we're really lucky by the amazing schools that we have here and um, just how much it's it's actively changing year to year. I mean, I've always kind of said that Oklahoma City is a blank canvas. I mean you create and people will follow. And that's the beauty um, of living in a city where you have such loyal people and no matter what, they're resilient. And there's just, there's just a never ending like source of creation really, you know, in this place. And, and so that's a beautiful thing. Um, As far as me personally in the next 10 years, I mean, I'm grounded here. My husband's family is here. My kids are here. They're still in school. Um, but I really, really want to focus on like this being home base, but also having something in another country. So I don't know. Maybe I'm on the right track towards England, but <laughs> or wherever. Um, but yeah, something bigger. I need something bigger. Yeah. I, cra- I really crave change too, where. I just, I love to create, I love to get it like set, and then I'm on to the next thing. And so a lot of people will be like, okay, slow down, slow down. And maybe, you know, I'm getting to a point in my life where maybe I should focus more on that, but I don't know. It's not in my DNA, really. (laughs) We don't don't want you to do that because I think that, I mean, I know that I have, you know, I, I lived away for 15 years and I have benefited so greatly from your creativity and from your view of the world and from your loving this place so much that you want to share what you've gathered from going all over the world with us. And I that's that's been so important for me. And I think that's one of the reasons why we wanted to interview you because you've changed my experience with Oklahoma City for sure. Mm-hmm. And I know you'll continue to do that. I'm really hoping now that I'm looking at you, I'm thinking, hmm, we both have daughters who are freshmen in high school. And I think we need an Abanaya retreat for mothers and daughters mm. of, you know, young sort of teens, maybe before they're driving to take oh, them somewhere in the world idea. to Copenhagen, Copenhagen. That's oh, that's next on our that's next on our <laughs> list. Andrea and I are going to have a joint trip to Copenhagen during Fashion Week when, oh, we're, when the pandemic's over. Yeah. For sure. I mean, all my favorite lines are Copenhagen. Oh, I mean, it's the whole aesthetic is just it's just uh, so good. Clearly on board very early with that. Yeah, (laughs) I love it. Well, Catherine, are you ready for the final question? Okay, you get you ask the final question. Wait, you want me to? Yes, I want you to. Oh my gosh. (laughs) 
This so we a- kind of want to ask a final question. We love, there's a podcast that we love that is by this woman, Laura Van Root, who owns a store in Charlotte, North Carolina called Capital. And she always asks the, her guests, the last question is, what did you wear to prom? And so we wanted to come up with a fun question to ask all of our guests. So we're going to work on it. We're going to see how this goes. Okay, yeah. I mean, yeah. ready? Oh, my gosh. I feel like you I can have do so it. much pressure now. So <laughs> um, it's not that, like, <laughs> that mind-blowing, just so you know. Okay. Your best friend from out of town just sprung a visit on you. Where do you take them first? Ooh. Depends on the weather. It depends on – there's so many factors. Um, oh, my gosh, you guys. This is a really good question. Um, it depends on what time of day she's coming in, too. That's You fair. can pick a time. Pick yeah, a time. pick a time. Okay. Pick a time and a season. Okay, and a season. That's a good one. I'm gonna pick her up from the airport, and we might by we might go by Lua and sit on the patio if it's nice. I've not been yet. I'm dying so to go. So good. The I'm food so is glad amazing. You said we went there Saturday night and so sat jealous. on the patio. So I'm good. So, so good. I'm obsessed. Yeah, it feels very Copenhagen in there too. Yeah. Um, okay, so we might go to the patio, and then um, I really love commonplace books. <sighs> So that would be That's another right. stop. If I can get her in for a facial, I would do that. I think you can pull some strings. Definitely swing by Greta Sloan. So sweet. And then probably end with dinner at the Metro. Yes. That's the, the Metro's best. Metro's my favorite. Mm-hmm. That's just so, so cozy. It's so cozy. You always know what you're going to get. Yes. The food is always delicious. It is it's, it's classic Oklahoma City. Yes, it is. I mean, it really, it tr- it, like, I had every birthday there, I mean, since I was young, and now it's like, yeah, anniversary, like, anything special, we just do it there. But then lunch, oh, like, oh, that's so where any, I mean, that's, I, yeah, that's hope, where this baby was launch born. The yeah, lunch yeah, at, the the yes, at the Metro. We weren't See? even drinking. It I was, know, golly. <laughs> there we are. And I can walk there from my house again. Yeah. So, I can walk to everything from my house. You really can. Full circle right yeah. there. Well, thank you. Thank you guys so much Andrew, for having me. We loved me. it. We were seriously so, so appreciate. We had no clue if people were going to say yes. We didn't know what how, like, we just, we were like, are people going to think we're crazy? But we appreciate you being here. You're so lovely mm-hmm. and so, it's such a breath of fresh air. Like, when I see you on the street, I know I'm going to have a good, you know, a good soulful conversation. I feel like that's just like what I adore about you. It's like, you're just so honest and truthful and authentic. And I appreciate you. Thank you. We love it. We love you you. for having me. Good luck with what's next. Yay. Yay. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us today. We truly appreciate your listening to these stories. You can find us on Instagram at Action City OKC. Or for business inquiries, email us at hello at actioncityokc.com. Action City is produced by Blackened Studios. You can find the studio on Instagram and Facebook at Blackened Studios. Creative services provided by Ranger Creative. Music written and performed by Kansas City Bankroll. 